Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friend, Minister Paula Cornett here with Revelations from the Heart podcast. This is episode number 25. Well, I'm excited to be coming to you today, whether you're listening to this in your car, in your living room, in your office, in your bedroom. All I know is I got a message for you today, and I am just excited for what it is that I'm going to be sharing and what it is that I have been sharing. The last few weeks, we've been doing pretty lengthy um, teaching on the last days, last days territory, and my friends, we are in the last days. In fact, we're in the final moments, and the portion of scripture in 2 Timothy where it talks about the last days is talking to us. We are that generation. And so we found out that, you know, we found our, we find ourselves here. There's nothing we can do about it, but we're here. And so what do we do? Do we stay in our houses and hide and look through the window and find out when it's safe to come out? No, 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 no. That's not what we do. We arise and shine because our light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. And we know that God has chosen us, appointed us, and anointed us to live in this time. And it's really a great, wonderful time. I know there's a lot going on. There's a lot of evil going on. And believe me, God will deal with all of that. That's his business. He deals with that. And our job is to continue to watch and pray. All right? We got to continue to watch and pray. And um, we have to make sure that we're preparing our hearts and that we're ready that we're ready when he does, when Jesus does um, come back, that we're ready to go, all right, because it's just important. So with this teaching, the Holy Spirit just prompted me and led me to flow this way. Uh, I didn't want to, you know, just give, you know, any old thing, but I want to make sure that what I'm giving to you is something that you can use and something that is relevant for right now and so you know like what is God saying right now because a lot of people are saying a lot of things and it's a lot of different stuff and with the rise of social media everybody has a platform to say whatever they think whatever they feel but I'm not interested in all that I want to hear what God is saying what are you saying Lord what are you saying and so he is speaking through his word in 2nd Timothy and if you have your Bible go ahead and turn there um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, that's where we've been camped out for the last couple of weeks and getting ready to come to a close. Um, as I said, this is episode number 25, and today we're going to be dealing with um, characteristic, uh, let me see, what number characteristic are we on? We're kind of closing the end because while there are 25 characteristics, I believe we are on, let me find my, my notes, which I've been going over and over and over and over again, because in, in preparing for teaching, 
Um, I've gotten this on the inside of me as well. So we are on, I believe it's, uh, I think we're going to do 19, 19, 20, and 21. Yeah, we're going to do 19, 20, and 21 today. And so if you're in, if you're in 2 Timothy 3 and 1, let's look at our focus scripture that we want to um, look at. And to know and understand that God loves us so much that, you know, he left his word. And his word has instructions in it for everything that we need to know. Everything that we need to know. And so, you know, he's prepared us for the last days. He's prepared us to live in this time because he's told us in his word what is going to happen, what's going to take place. And if you read scripture um, daily or familiar with scripture at all, nothing is really a surprise. Nothing is really a surprise. The only thing that is really just like, I just can't believe we're in this moment. I can't believe we're here. But I'm excited at the same time um, because, so well, why are you so excited? I, I am so excited. I mean, I'm so excited. I can hardly contain myself because um, this time is, is, is just, it's just, it's just a great time. It's a great time because when you're in Christ, you know the outcome is we win. We win. We win. We're victorious already. So let's look at our anchor scripture, 2 Timothy 3 and 1. Says, um, we're going to look at these words and break them down. And yes, I'm breaking them down again so that you can, as you hear it, if you've been following along continually by the end of this teaching, you should yourselves be familiar with um this portion of scripture as well it says but know this that in the last days perilous times shall come all right and so we um found out that from reading the original that it says this also no is actually the flip when you read it so the word this is just very specific this thing that you need to know it's a greek word talto you need to know this also is the word day and it means indeed, emphatically. Uh, with this word, it, it put with this this little word day put in there, it changes the script to make it, you know, like pointing, like the Holy Spirit's pointing, feeling like this right here, make sure you know this. And the word know is the word gnosko, it means to know something definitely. This is going to happen. This is one of those things, a mark my word type of situation. This is definitely going to happen. All right, now you need to listen up to this, that the word Hodi, it points to a specific or an important point that, okay, that in the last, eschatos, the last days, the end of the end of, of the last, the ultimate end of the thing, the extreme end of a thing, the very end, all right? So know that, I know we're in the last days, but the, at the very, very end of the last days, like right before Jesus comes, this is this is this is what 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 you'll see. This is what it be characterized. Perilous times, and the word perilous is the word kalipos, which means risky, dangerous, hurtful times, difficult times to live in, almost unbearable um, at times. And the word time is just the word kairos. It means a specific or definite season shall come. They're coming. They're here. In stimmy, it's a word. It's two words that are compounded together. That means to be surrounded or encumbered. So when you find yourself in the middle of all of this stuff, 
okay you're going to be the, the people that are in the last of the last days we find ourselves surrounded by crazies and crazy stuff just every day every time you turn the television on it's something else like lord have mercy it's just one thing after another so when it when it's we've seen these characteristics and we've seen these things throughout history you know here and there but at that last part at that final part at that last hour you know just just days you know the days are numbered that this is what you're going to see and it's going to be at an alarming rate it's going to be you know just widespread everywhere and so the thing is that the holy spirit wants us to know what these characteristics are so that we don't fall into these categories and if we have while we still have a chance we need to repent and make sure that our hearts are right with the lord and so he goes on paul goes on to talk about 25 characteristics that will be evident in the last day society and what it really boils down to is a society that is without god a society that 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 you know is a godless society so as a result of pushing god out okay we're going to have people that are going to be lovers of themselves and this is just a self-love, just a sick self-love, pretty much. Just so self-absorbed, so um, consumed with self. And remember that I said that all everything else, this is like the top. If you can make this like in a, um, like break it down, lovers of themselves will be at the top and then everything else will branch out from here. So this is the top one, lovers of themselves. I'm not going to go through these in detail again because I've done an extensive teaching on each and every one grouped together. So you got to go back and listen to those archives because we have one, a new one that we want to focus on today. But I'm just going to name these out. They're going to be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. I, I do want to talk about this one right now. Um, and blasphemers is the Greek word blasphemeo, which means to put down. Whoever doesn't agree with uh, these type of people, they put down people who does, whoever doesn't agree with their ideology or with their agenda. And there's a lot of agendas that are going on today. Um, in particular, I can think about political parties. Uh, some examples, we see blasphemers every day. If you do not agree with their political party, they're ready to shut it down on you. And people are having an, have a right to their opinion, have a right to, you know, whoever they want to like or dislike. And so, you know, if you say you like a person or you support a person or you agree with the person, I mean, man, here they're coming for you. And so th this is an example of blasphemers. You know, a lot of times when we think of that, we think about people that um, blasphemy, blas blasphemy of the divine. But in this instance, it's talking more about the, the latter part that these people will put down whoever doesn't agree with their identity, um, I'm getting all tongue-tied, with their ideology or their agenda. And we see this every day, all the time. Disobedient to parents, um, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, traitors, uh, heady, high-minded, and I like this one, high-minded. This one is just really, really powerful because when I begin to study this one out and um, listening to teaching on this, um, I found out that it is where we get the word for typhoon. 
Okay, and it just means high-minded is somebody that's just inflated with pride. I mean, just so inflated with pride. If you think about it, the natural, if you think about a balloon, when you blow up a balloon, you know, all that hot air is in it. And, um, you know, it's, it's that's what I just think about, just inflated, just so full of pride, you know. And um, picture somebody that's puffed up or, you know, they have their own sense of self-importance. But... We get this the word typhoon from this word. And when you think about a typhoon in the natural, it's a destructive uh, storm that comes. And just like with any storm, it blows in and it blows out. And um, there was a storm here last week. In fact, um, I went out to, to uh, gather uh, the cushions on the deck and kind of put them in the deck box so they don't, you know, get messed up and everything. So... As I was out there, you know, the, the the storm cloud, you know, the sky is looking pretty, pretty dark. And so um, stepping out onto the deck, I looked out to the left and I could see the storm cloud actually rolling in. I could see, I mean, I watched it move in and the cloud, I mean, it looked like I said, whatever's in that cloud is going to bring a wind with it. I could just tell it was, it's going to bring a wind. It's going to bring a wind with this, with this one that's coming. And so I gathered the stuff and got it in and got it in just in time. And sure enough, it brought a heavy wind and it brought some some rain, more more wind really than, than the rain. And so everything on the deck, of course, you know, I secured everything that I could, but you can still see it blowing. The the flowers were blowing. And but just like with that, it, it came in, lasted for just a few minutes, and then it went out. And right here. The Holy Spirit is just encouraging us to know that the storms, you know, these the, the storms of the, the these wind of changes, this this just all this stuff that's going on that it's going to blow in, it's going to blow out, you know, we're going to rebuild, and then you know it'll be another storm, it'll be another something, you know. The thing is, you just got to be prepared for the storm, and just like in the natural, I went out and I secured the things because I knew the storm was coming. And so I made preparation and put things away and, you know, made sure everything was secured so that when the storm came, the things would be able to stand the storm. And that's the way we have we have to be able to stand and endure the storm. You say, oh, when things get back to more normal, things are not getting back to normal. Things are not getting back to normal. Things have been shaken. Thank God. God has been shifting things. God is preparing. God is preparing the remnant the remnant of people that are going to stand in these end times are not going to cower in fear that, you know, gone are the days of being nice, sweet Christian. No, no, you got to know what you believe and you got to stand on what you believe and not be afraid or ashamed to stand on it because what you believe you may be faced with, you know, opposition. Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to like what you say. Everybody's not going to be your friend. But the thing is, is that, we all have to answer to God and give an account for everything that we do. And you want to make sure that you are standing for him, that you're not compromising, that you're standing for righteousness, that you're just not letting anything go or letting it slide because it's my son or letting it slide because it's my daughter. You got to tell people the truth. And a lot of times when you bear the truth and tell the truth, people don't want to be bothered with you. Well, you know what? I've gotten used to a lonely life. I've gotten used to it because... I'm going to do and say what God tells me to say, if it's popular or if it's not, because I don't want to have to deal with God, you know? And the thing is, is that, you know, I want to stir you up to know 
that we got to stand in this end time. We got to stand in this last day. We cannot, we cannot fall. We cannot falter, but we got to continue to stand because the Bible says, I believe it's in Matthew 24, he that endures to the end, so the same shall be saved. So don't quit. Don't give up. Endure to the end. Sometimes it gets tough. Sometimes you get tired of saying it. Sometimes you get tired of, you know, always standing for what's right. But you know what? I sleep better at night when I do. You know, it rubs me the wrong way when people are compromising. I, I can't be a part of that. You know, I can't be a part of that. Don't invite me to your party. I get offended if you invite me to your party. You got some crazy stuff going down. Don't invite me to that stuff. I'm not fooling with that stuff. My eye is fixed for heaven. And I don't have time, you know, to, to, to I don't have time to be the tear. Now, I don't know why I went off on that. Perhaps somebody needed to hear that. But I done lost my place. We talk about high-minded people that are high-minded. And last week, we talked about lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And these people that are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, it doesn't mean that they don't have uh, an affection for God. It's just that their own pursuits will supersede doing anything for God. And so remember that I told you, um, Pastor Rick Renner said that a good test to see if you've already fallen into this, is that if God tells you to do something and you don't do it because it's going to inconvenience you, then you've already been affected by the spirit of the age. Say, well, what do I do? When you repent, ask God to forgive you, then you surrender. <laughs> surrender to the will of God and what he wants you to do because being in God's will is, is when you're going to be happy. When you're obedient to God, then, then, then you're going to be happy. And our highest call is that we be obedient. God is not concerned about our comfort. He's not concerned about our comfort. He's concerned about obedience because he wants to get his will accomplished in the earth. So, you know, you say, well, well, well what, are we, what are we supposed to do in all of this? We see this going on. What are we supposed to do? We got to be like insulation. We can't allow what's going on to affect us. Okay? You can't allow it to affect you. So, for... You, for anybody, I'd advise, stop watching the news every day. Now, you can watch the news to get information, but stop watching it every day, okay? Some people watch it 24-7. Turn it off. Get off of that frequency and get on God's frequency. Say, well, how do I do that? You got to crack open that Bible and start reading it. Start reading the Word of God and let God speak to you directly. You know, there was a point when the whole COVID thing first started, you know, like in March. And it was so much information, so much. It was almost like overwhelming. People were calling for prayer. People were um, just, you know, needing encouragement. You know, then my own trying to stay encouraged myself and strengthen myself. I had to come away from it all. You know, I'm watching the news reports and seeing what's, 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 what's going on and, and this, that, and the other. And it's just like I had to pull away. I had to pull away and I had to give before the Lord. And I said, Father God, what are you saying? I hear with this and I hear, but what are you saying, Lord? What are you saying in, in the midst of all this? What are you saying? And all I could hear in my spirit was reset. Reset. I'm resetting some things. You know, and 
a lot of times, you know, we're so wound up, wound up, wound up, going, 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 that we have to stop and pause, you know, and not get so caught up in the things of this world and doing this and doing that and working and traveling and, you know, all this that, 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 that we don't spend time with the Lord. So when he said that, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm resetting. God's resetting things in the church. He's resetting some things. He's resetting something because some things that have been going on in the church are not his way, God's way of doing things. It's man's own ideas. And God is resetting things. He's resetting things. And so just let him do the reset. Just let him do the reset. So we got to be like insulation. We can't allow what's going on to affect us, but we have to stay in the presence of God, we have to stay, you know, close to God more so now than ever, than ever before. All right. Now we got a new one for today. And let's see what the new one is. All right. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Now it's amazing to me that out of all these characteristics, this is the one that he says to turn away from. And we're going to find out why. The word form is the word morphosis. And it's an outward shape or form. It speaks only of an outward shape and nothing of content. Okay, so when he says having a form, it's just an outward shape, but has no content, nothing on the inside. Um. Let me just use this, this, I, I thought of this analogy. Uh, I was over my aunt and uncle's house several years ago and they have sitting on their deck, on the um, ledge of their deck, they have an owl out there. And it's a fake, it's a fake owl. I, I think it, it keeps something away, the birds or something. I don't remember what it was, but it keeps something away. So my aunt has an owl sitting out there and you know, it looks real at first, but then when you, you know, you realize, oh, this is a fake owl. So while it has the appearance of an owl and it tricks the birds or whatever, they think it's an owl. But it, it's it's hollow on the inside, okay? And so this would be an example of form, okay? So this um, owl, you know, it has the, the shape or the form of a real owl, but it's fake. It's not a real owl. Pastor Rick Renner, he used the example of a mannequin. And he refers to this as spiritual, a spirit, like these people are spiritual mannequins. They look real, you know, they, they could, but they, they're not real. Okay. It's no content. So form is the word morphosis. Okay. So then we have the word um, godliness and it means piety or religiosity. It includes actions. Clerical clothing, religious styles, religious words, religious phrases, religious symbols, and other external religious trappings that people associate with someone or something that is religious. So they look like a real preacher, a real minister. In fact, they have a social media following and they say the right things. And, you know, probably if you have conversation with them, they use the Christianese. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All that wonderful stuff like that. And, you know, they have all of this. They even have religious religious clothing, religious styles. But they have no inward 
substance. All right? They have no power. And this also refers to the false church or the apostate church. Okay? So the word deny, it means to deny, disown, reject, refuse, or renounce. Okay? So they, these people have a form of godliness. They look like they're a Christian. They sound like they're a Christian. But when you really kind of get into it, no, they're not a Christian. If you look at some denominations, the beginnings of these denominations, if you look at their, their creeds and, and, you know, what they stand by, um, they're Bible-based. But uh, some denominations, they're not living up to those creeds. They're only using parts of Scripture or, the, you know, the parts that they like, and they shy away from the true gospel. Okay, which the true gospel will have you on your knees repenting when you teach and preach the true true gospel. And give me, don't water nothing down. Give me the truth. Give me the truth of the word so that my heart can change and my life can change. But that's what the, the, they, they do not have the real power of God. They don't have the real power of God. Okay, so they... um. Only use parts of scripture that they like and they um, embrace lifestyles that the Bible speaks about against, rather, that the Bible talks against. They only, you know, they speak about this. So then it says, um, from such turn away. Okay, now this word is, is, this Greek word is compounded of two words. When you put them together, it means to turn away from. It depicts either mental, physical, spiritual turning. So let me just break it down for you and just put it in real plain English. It's, it's what, what, what the Holy Spirit is saying. That if you are in a church or a religious organization or whatever that is compromising, that is not holding true to the Word of God, that's not teaching the, the full Scripture, 100% of the Word of God, you got to get out of that place. You got to run for your life, as one of the prophets said. Uh, I can't remember which one, but in the Old Testament, one of the prophets, he told them, run to the hills, get out of here, you know, get out of here. Run for your life because your life depends on it, okay? And, I mean, you know, people, I don't fool, I don't fool with every organization. I don't fool with stuff. You know, I read it real good to see what they stand for and, and what they're for. I do not endorse you know, any and everything. I do not like any and everything. I got to read a post real good and got to look at the picture real good before I will like or endorse, you know, or anything. I don't care how cute the baby is. If it's got something crazy on it, I, I can't, I can't, I can't be affiliated with that. But if you are, you, if you are in a place, if you're in a church where they're not teaching and preaching the word of God, the true word of God, get out. So are you telling me to leave my church? If they're not teaching and preaching the word of God, I don't care if your mother been going there, mama and them been going there for 15 million years. If they're not preaching and teaching the truth, we say, well, there's no churches in my area. Well, you might need to pack up and move and find an area where there are where there is a church. Because see, this is this is the last day, and you got to be surrounded by believers that are strong in the faith that are going to be able to encourage you. We got to encourage one another and strengthen one another. Because it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. And it's going to get rougher. It's going to get rougher. But God has put us here 
to encourage and strengthen one another. So it says, having the form of godliness, but denying the power from such, turn away. From such, turn away. Don't fool with people that are like that. Don't fool with organizations that are like that, that have a form of godliness. There's a there's a person that I know, and um, in their home they have a lot of uh, religious decorations. I say it like that. You may see a cross, and you see uh, you know you may see a little trinket with the scripture on it. This person, they grew up in church and um, all of those things. But when you talk to the individual, they're very far from God. They're very far from God. And so, you know, going in there, you might would say, oh, this is a, they, are, they are a religious person. But they, they have no power. You know, so they have a form of godliness. But that power is not there to back that all up. That power is not there to back that all up. So, you know, you can be either pitiful or you can be powerful. I choose to be powerful. And if you're going to be powerful, there's a life that you have to live. All right? You can't be compromising. Okay? If, if you're going to be powerful, then you got to watch what comes in your eye gate. You got to watch what comes in your ear gate. You got to watch what you who you hang around, who you talk to. I don't care if it is family. Sometimes you got to tell them, I won't be at the picnic. You ain't got to explain because y'all act a fool. You don't have to explain why you don't come. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not coming to that. I'm not coming to that. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be part of that. I love you, pray for you, but I'm just, you know, I, I, I won't be there. I won't be there. And so we want to make sure that as a people of God, as a children of God, that we have the, we have the power of God. And the power of God comes with right living, living right. And the only way you're going to know how to live right is you got to read God's word. you got to listen to teaching that will not only encourage and strengthen you, but that will that you're learning something, that you're growing from what you're hearing and what's being taught. If you stay at the same level, it's time to pack your bags because you should be challenged. In fact, a lot of times after you listen to these, you should, you should be kind of mad at me, you know, because... You know, you don't want to just be petted all the time and just hear soft messages. Give me the word. Give me the word. When I, when I eat a dinner, I don't want no junk food. Give me a steak, a baked potato, and a good old salad. Give me some, give me some good food. Don't, I, don't want no, I don't want no potato chips, and I don't want no McDonald's and all that stuff. I want something I want some food, some real good food, some good meat. Don't give me no little um, flimsy steak. I want a good, juicy steak. Ooh, I'm thinking about one right now. My mother makes some good steaks, y'all. Thinking about it right now. But it's a little too late to have a steak. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So just be encouraged and know that the days that are ahead, you know, it's... it's um. It's just perilous times. It's just perilous times. We, we none know what's ahead. But all that we know is that God is with us. And God is for us. And that God will protect us. So be encouraged. Be strengthened. 
and let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you right now. I thank you for the power of God. I thank you, Father God, that your power is great, that your power is mighty. And I thank you, Father God, that there are those that operate and exercise that power. You said, Father God, in, in your word, Lord, that you have given us power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And nothing by any means shall harm us. Now, Father, I believe your word. And I believe your promises. And I stand on your word because it's truth. It's absolute, full truth. 100% facts. Infallible. Unrefutable. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are such a good God. That you gave us instructions. You've given us warnings. You, you, you've given us history. You've given us everything in your word of what is to come. And Father, I pray for those that are listening. If someone that's listening is not in right relationship with you, that you convict their hearts, Lord. That you point out those things in us that are not right. As David says, search my heart and know my thoughts. If there's anything evil or wicked in me, Father God, lead me in the way everlasting. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, that you have appointed us, anointed us, and chosen us to live in these end times. And I thank you, Father God, for your glory, for your glory, Father God, being displayed on this earth, Father God. And I thank you for, for those that you're preparing that have an ear to hear what you're saying in this hour and what you're doing in this hour. For we know, Father God, that there is wickedness that's going on that's high above us. But Lord, I thank you that you're dealing with everything. I pray for people that the people of God will have discernment. Will have discernment. That they just won't say what's on the top of their head or what they've heard on the news. But that they will discern what's going on in this hour. And that the things that we are seeing are going on, it's not as much political as it is spiritual. Help us to see things from your perspective. Father, we thank you today. We praise you. We glorify you. We honor you. I pray for those that are lost, that don't know you. Father, that they would surrender their lives to you in the name of Jesus. Come to the knowledge of the truth and be set free while there's still time. I thank you, Father God, for your divine protection, that you protect us, Father God. I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed over 2,000 years ago for the remission of our sins. And not only that, but that way we can plead that blood and nothing can penetrate the blood. No demon in hell can penetrate the blood. And so I thank you, Father God, I thank you for the freedom and the liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. Father, you be glorified. You be magnified in each and every one of our lives. To you be the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, be sure to share this with someone in your life. Now, hear me now. Share this with somebody. Share this with somebody who you know will be blessed uh, by this teaching. And, um... As always, remember the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.